0: You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another episode of After The Jack, talking everything... Goulburn Valley Playing Area Bowls. I'm Tyler Maher, your host here at the and News, and uh, with me as always is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, listeners. Good to be back, and uh, school's back this week as well, so plenty on the agenda, on and off the bowl screen. Busy, busy, mate. Uh, I'm surprised you got here before, Brian, actually. Uh, just uh, easing into the, the school year? or Yeah, yeah, a little,
1: little, uh, little bit going on, plenty of adjustment, but uh, good to be back on board and back on the school site. Hopefully there's no um, COVID interruptions or anything like that with bowls or,
2: or schools.
0: Yep, and uh, Brian Nisbet, uh, how you going, mate? Uh, welcome back to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Uh, welcome uh, to you and Ash, and good afternoon to all listeners of the program.
0: Now, Brian, uh, our weekly uh, how'd you go at midweek, uh, wh- what'd you get up to today?
2: Well, we we had a big win. Ween- I think it was 98 to... Forty-one or something, wasn't it?
0: He thinks Str-
1: struggled to get his head in the door this week.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, ranked one forty to twelve, so <laughs> oh. I was quite, I was quite um, happy with the result. Uh, I thought we had a chance of getting a fifty, but very difficult to do. Uh, the whole team bowled well. Ross Gold, Janice Delminico. I have to get myself a mention, just um, and the skipper Terry Rowe. And did you play undercover at home? Undercover, or? yeah. Look, it's a Big uh, advantage, big or? Ad- well, it was for Division Three. I mean, yeah, we got the pace of the green. Wheel, five zip down, but did a four in the first end and a single, and then we caught up in the next three ends, and then we just went away. But uh, so the whole in twi- four uh, so in play well.
1: so in twenty-three ends, you basically won forty to
2: seven.
1: Yeah,
0: not a bad effort. Um, has it uh, quickened up a bit over there, Brian? Last time I was watching uh, bowls there was the uh, the Region Sides final and it was still obviously quite a new carpet and a bit bit um, bit sticky. Not sticky in itself, but a bit slow. Uh,
2: has it quickened up a bit or are we still waiting for it to be stretched a bit? Yeah, no, I don't think it's in changed in pace, Tyler, since I've been playing there. I, I initially never played on it for over 12 months from after it was laid, but I still reckon it's running the same pace. But It's true. And ninety percent of the bowlers like it.
1: What, what, what do you what do you reckon it's kind of worth in terms of shot advantage at the moment? Because I know Park utilised their carpet to to maximum advantage for a number of years. What do you what do you think the East carpet's worth at this stage?
2: Well, I don't reckon it's more than probably a dozen shots. Uh, east, I believe East would have had just as good a chance of defeating. Kai Abram on Saturday in Division 1 on the quick greens outside. Yeah, Because I think they're, apart from Shep Golf, they're the quickest greens in the competition. You wouldn't argue with that.
1: Yeah, yep. Um, oh, I mean, it d- d- depends, sort of. Um, you know, Shep Park's greens have been running reasonably well, um, but certainly um, there's a massive discrepancy from the outside at east to the inside.
2: Yeah, and um, look, Kai haven't played, wouldn't have played on it more than a couple of times. No. Uh, so... Probably they thought they had a good chance, but I think once you played on it a few times, I think good bowlers pick it up pretty quick.
0: Speaking of good bowlers, Brian, you were uh, chatting to one uh, on well recently, <coughs> uh, young Jacob Brighton uh, out at uh, East Shepparton. Uh, a bit of roaming, Brian again, Ash. Uh, but before we uh, roll into it, he's uh, the young fellas made the uh, the club singles final
2: uh, at East. He certainly has at the year a tender age of twelve years. And he's also in the semi-finals of the B grade and he's permitted. You're allowed to play um, one before the other if you haven't won a B grade title. You can play that after the A grade title but then he's exempt. If he wins the B grade, he can't play in that again, so
1: so he's bidding to do what Paul Ledger did at Shepherd and Golf and and scoop both club championships in the same year, and um and he's done a tremendous job to get to the A grade final. Given Brian Nummy's semi final opponent that he that he knocked off was John Gribble.
2: Oh, certainly 25-17, a very high class game, I believe. Um, he's my pick to win it, and he's playing Gino Servi. Yeah, Gino would have to be eighty four. If he isn't eighty four, he's eighty three. Yep. Um, so ma- yeah. never made never made the final before, but with the arm, he's a very good bowler. Uh, always been a uh, played a lot of Division One bowls, and he's been a good skipper in Division Two. And he's had a one game in the ones this year. Um, he'll take all that experience in, but this young bloke's got no fear. Mm. He wouldn't care if he was playing Brad Orr or whoever.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, th- I think, um, you know, obviously he's grounding his grandfather's Jeff Beatty, and you can sort of see in his delivery, he's got a beautiful delivery and um, <clears throat> he's certainly been taught to sort of play bowls, um, you know, the right way and certainly gains a lot of experience playing um, with his
2: grandfather in Division 1 in his rink each week, so fantastic effort. Yeah, and it's on at 10 o'clock at East Shepparton on Sunday. I know there's a lot of events on this Sunday, Ash, you realise... Uh, No, to follow on that, I'm a week ahead of myself. On the 13th, there's a heap of events. But this Sunday, I think it's pretty free for tournaments. So 10 o'clock at East Shep, anyone wants to see a a star at a future bowl. All
0: right, well, uh, let's hear from him now. You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.
2: Uh, welcome to an after the Jack interview. I'm currently up at Atucha Bowls Club, City of achuca Bowls Club to be precise, and I'm playing in a triples tournament with young Jacob Brighton and John Pasternak. And Jacob, um, how old are you, Jacob?
3: Twelve years old.
2: Twelve years old. He was a runner-up in the under 18 singles last year in Victoria, and uh, he's. The youngest, probably, well he is the youngest bowler to ever participate in Division 1 in the Goulburn Valley playing area. He started at East Shepp last year, I think he played half a dozen games in the Division 2 and then he got promoted to Division 1. And I remember his first game out there, I, was, I watched it and he bowled very well as a second for his grandfather Jeff Beatty, And his father Matt Brighton is a Division 1 bowler at City of Echuca and he's performing pretty well. He's only been playing how long?
3: Uh, about four Jacob. years.
2: Four years, and you're the same? Yeah. So you started when you were eight? Yes. And you enjoying East and after playing here for a number of years, Jacob? Yeah,
3: I'm enjoying it up there. New people, new bowls, really.
2: And what's it like playing with your grandfather, Jeff Beatty?
3: No, it's good. We have a little joke around every now and then, just just enjoyable bowling with him
2: Yeah, he's a top bowler he, he had a great year last year but his rink struggled a bit this year, why do you think that is?
3: Oh, just We just haven't been at our game most of the time we bowl very well most um, most weeks but we just get out bowled
2: Yeah, that's fair enough um, the opposition have just been too good in the most of the games And who's been your toughest opponent so far, Jacob? Um,
3: not really sure. Most weeks have been tough, but
2: honestly not sure who would be the toughest one. And do you enjoy playing second?
3: Yeah, I don't mind what position I play in, just as long as I'm playing bowls. As
2: long as you get a game. And do you notice the difference between Division 2 and Division 1, standard-wise?
3: Yeah, just the... Strength of other players and the oppositions like bowls are a lot better and more consistent.
2: Yes, yeah, well, that'd be the case because uh, you're up against the best. Yeah, um, what do you think of Brad Orr as a player? Oh, the coach of Chef Golf. I
3: don't
2: know, you haven't played against him yet. Not sure. And who was, um, who's the best player you've seen at the Juker?
3: Um, Probably at Echuca Prickle.
2: Prickle Thorn, yeah, he's a good player, played for Victoria. And uh, Brent Briner was instrumental in getting you and your grandfather over to East Shepparton. And do you get sick of the driving at all, coming over to, you you don't come over to training, do you?
3: Uh, Sometimes you might, but I don't really get sick of the driving because I don't have to drive.
2: No, well, that's fair enough. And what about your winner, Tally, the other night after the storm evaded Tally Groupner? You only got a brief shower, and the green was still running, I believe, 15-16, and you got up and beat one of the fancied sides to resurrect your season in Division 1.
3: Yeah, that was it was a close game with the last like, five ends for every rink. It was, it was like, almost neck and neck at the last few ends, but we ended up getting the win, though, which was good because we needed it.
2: And um your grandfather gave you a rating of eight for the game. What do you think of that? Pretty good score. Yeah. And he bowled pretty well himself, Jeff Beattie.
3: Yeah, we bowled really well.
2: Yeah. And uh and you had the other members of your side with Gino, who probably hadn't played Division One for ten years or more. And and um my good mate Daniel Nichols, my old pairs partner.
3: Yeah, Daniel bowled Well, Daniel bowled alright. Gino, he he bowled really well, but he just wasn't as consistent.
2: And would this be the first interview you've done on bowls?
3: I think it's the second one.
2: Second one? Who who did the last one? Um, David Cartwright?
3: No, I was with the project a few years ago.
2: Okay. And, you know, obviously, who's had the biggest influence on your career?
3: Probably my pop.
2: Yeah. And uh, your dad's obviously enjoying his bowls, and uh, it must go in the. Um, you, you must have your grandfather's genes, you and Matt, mm. the way you're performing. And uh, you're having a good game here. We put you in a skipper after Johnny Passenac lost the first game, and we had a good win in the last match. We've got two games to go. How do you reckon we'll go?
3: Oh, uh, should win it.
2: Should, should win should the win next win two? Yeah. With you as skip, I reckon we're a big chance. Mm. And what, do you think East can make the four in Division 1?
3: Oh, we're close now. We're not bottom anymore, so we just got to get a few more wins for the rest of the season and we'll have a chance.
2: And do you like the indoor carpet or would you prefer to play outside? No, I
3: like the indoor carpet at East, yeah.
2: Do you? Yeah. It's a bit slow, though. Yeah,
3: a little slow, but I, I like it, though.
2: You can play all the shots on it, can't you? Yeah. All right.
0: You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Outstanding,
1: Brian. Um, I, I, I can speak from experience. What, what you did there interviewing Jacob, who's only 12 years old, is not easy to do. I guarantee you 95% of children his age would not be able to hold a conversation with an adult like that. So outstanding work getting him to talk about his bowls and you know expand on some of his answers.
2: And he's quite a knowledgeable young fella for 12 years old. He's got a big future. Oh, he has. He's, uh, and I did a, he was on my radio show last week. So if anyone wants to listen to that, just go to SoundCloud Podcast 1FM Shepherd, and you'll hear that.
1: Um, And the other thing, Brian, do you reckon he's upgraded or downgraded? He said you were his second interview after being on the project, which is a a
2: national program, Brian. Yeah, well, he was on with a guy up there. He's a legend. I can't recall his name. He was 105 and Jacob was 8. When no, they played in the same rink,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I vaguely no, remember. No, he was the story. nine,
2: nine correction in his second year of bowls.
1: Yeah, so he's, um, you know, he's certainly uh, making quite an impression on GV Bowls, and of course at Etchua as well. And I think it's a real credit to Jeff as well, Jeff Beatty. You know. Um, committing the time, Jeff and, and his wife, Lee, um, to bring him over for practice and, and, and to play games on Saturday. You know, it's um it's great grandparent, grandchild time and really quality time. And, you know, obviously um, he said he doesn't worry about the driving because he doesn't have to drive, but I no doubt they have a lot of fun and great chats in the car on the way to and from bowls. so it's fantastic to see.
2: Yeah, well, he's got a real fresh attitude to Bowles and uh – he gets out there. He's not phased, and he just plays the game and enjoys it. So
1: yeah, um, just just one point. Obviously, you, you conducted this interview quite a, a period, like a few weeks ago, and you mentioned that um, you know his age being in Division One. Um, Jacob Cartwright at Tatura Hilltops oh. played the last couple of games. Uh, he's he's only eleven years old as well. So um, great to see you
0: know kids of that age really enjoying their bowls and being given an opportunity, Tyler. For sure. <clears throat> uh, before we move on a little bit further, I did have a little bit of housekeeping. That I forgot. Um, uh, sorry to Scott Adams uh, of Tally Group. Now, last week we printed that he was out due to COVID, um, along with Robo. But um, it was just Robo that was out with COVID. Uh, Scott was just unavailable, so you um, would have caught that correction in the paper. But uh, just for uh, after the Jack listeners, uh, if they uh, didn't see it, uh, yeah, sorry, Scott. No dramas. Um, we might get into um, our
1: reviews, Brian. Um, I'll get into the midweek. Review from round 11 today, Tuesday, February 1. Starting off with uh, Division 5, there was actually only one game in Division 5 this round. Um, Violet Town received a forfeit from Seymour and Avonall received a forfeit from Yoroa. Dookie had the bye in the only game. Colburn-Avon uh, defeated Rushworth, 46 shots to 37, 12 points to 2. In Division 4 South, uh, Eildon, too good for Yoroa by 20 shots, 14 points to to two. Uh, Seymour VRI, 75 shots, defeated Seymour 62, 14 points to 2 again. And and Park received a forfeit from Alexandra. Division 4 North, uh, Murchison, uh, only won one rink, but it was enough to beat and Golf at and Golf. Great result there, 76 shots to 72, 12 points to 4. Namurka defeated Kybrom 77, 53, 14 points to 2. and Park... The match of the round, tight one. One shot Victor's over Merrigan at Merrigan. 66 shots to 65, 13 points to three, and no result at this stage from the East Shepherd and Tat Hilltop game.
2: Brian, do you know that one? Was that Division 3 2? Division 4 North. No, I haven't heard. It that, must. That, oh, there was that. They forfeit every game, sorry. Ah, oh, yep, yep. Yeah, so. because, yeah, but, but they haven't put it in as a buy. Yeah. But they received the forfeit, yeah. Yep,
1: Yep. Division 3, Brian, as you touched on, East Shepparton 1, top of the table, 99 shots to Hilltop 41 in a clean sweep, 16 points to 0. Shepparton Park defeated Marupna Golf 68 shots to 55, 14 points to 2. Kyabram defeated East Shepparton 2, 69-56 in another clean sweep. And Ngambi, too good for Marupna, 85 shots to 56, 14 points to 2. Division 2, uh, upset of the season. Bottom side, Avenal defeated and Park at home, 71 shots to 53, 14 points to 2. Seymour only won one rink, but defeated and Golf at and Golf, 68 shots to 66. Uh, just looking at the rink scores there, the big winner was Jam Wesselman, 29 15 over Steve Hawkless. That was the decisive rink. Kyabram, clean sweep against Uroa, 74 shots to 55. And Tatura Hilltop, uh, only won one rink, but that was good enough to beat Stanhope, 75 shots to 67. Um, and uh, looking at the, the rink scores. 38-22, Maria Warner over Ken Hopner. So 16-shot victory there, and that was decisive. Looking at the ladder in Division 2, very, very tight competition. Kybram's eight, 8 wins, 3 losses, 122 points. Seymour second, 7 wins, 4 losses, 107. Then Yaroah in third, 6 wins, 5 losses, 95 points. Shepparton Park is in fourth, 6 wins, 5 losses, 94 points. But all the way down to seventh is your row five wins, six losses, 79 points. So, you know, from uh, pretty much third to seven is about a game and a bit, Brian, with uh, only a f- couple of rounds remaining, three rounds left. So great competition there the Div 2. Certainly is. Um, Division 1, East Shepparton, 68 shots, defeated Tatura Hilltop at home, 58 shots, 14 Points to two. Big result there for E. Shepperton. and Wayne Gribble 21 16 over Justin Spedding. Stacey Collier 27 19 against David Cartwright. Tatura Hilltop picked up two points. Courtesy of Rod Medill 23 20 over Graham Barber. Uh, next game Shepherd and Park far too good for Marupna goal Golf. 100 shots to 44 and a 16. 16- Points, uh, clean sweep. They needed that, Shep Park, given their um, inauspicious start to the uh, you know to 2022. I think they'd lost three on the trot, so that sort of maintains their spot in the four, Brian. Yes. Um, and Golf, topside, defeated Kyber. 81 p- shots to 64, 14 points to two. Uh, Robbie Betson went down by two shots to Marie Boswell, 23-25. Graham Myers with Chris Wright playing third. Uh, 30-13 over Jenny Dixon. And Graham Waddell edging past Mary Greco, 28-26. And lastly, Seymour. Uh, I think they jumped into the four courtesy of an 85-64 win against Rushworth, picking up two of the three rinks. Gene Sprague got two points for Rushworth with a 30-21 win against Max Hammond. But Robert Brown, uh, Biggles Brown, 27-25 against Chris Garvey. And Ian Eichfuss. 37-9 against Bruce Wooten, getting Seymour the lion's share of the points. So looking at the ladder again, Brian, uh, not much in it from second to sixth. Shep Golf the runaway, uh, they'll win the minor premiership. Ten wins, one loss, uh, 144 points. In second, Tatura Hilltop, seven wins, four losses, 112 points. Followed by Shep Park up to third on 106 points. Then you've got the, – here's where the interest is for fourth. Seymour and Kyabram are both level on 96 points. Um, Seymour's superior shot difference holding it in fourth at the moment. Then sixth on 95 points is East Shepperton. And then Rushworth and Marut Golf can't make the four. But certainly some interest from uh, second, which is 112 points, to sixth, 95. Brian, what do you think will happen in the last three rounds?
2: I think uh, East Shepherd uh, and season's on the line next week when they play Park. If I think if they can win that, uh, they can go on and make the finals. And it's a big well. If Shep Park lose, there's no guarantee they'll make the finals. Yeah, yeah. And you got Seymour, Seymour uh, breathing down their neck. they a the, they're a big chance, I reckon. Yeah. They play golf at home, and I'm actually going to pick. Seymour to win I'll definitely play on their carpet And I reckon they can beat golf down there
1: Yeah well uh, it'll be an interesting uh, Preview when we get up to that the midweek Because things are hotting up with three rounds to go Brian weekend review
2: Review of round 10 Weekend pennant Division 6 Southfield One On top of the ladder to feed Seymour Fifth by 35 16 points to nil Yay third By 59 16 points to nil that was over uh, Alex two, and um, yeah, I'll just, what have I done here? By fifty nine, yep. Yeah. Alex two second by fifty four over Ealdon two, and and there and fourth, uh, Abertay had to buy. yep. Division six North, East fourth replaced Dookie fifth by eleven shots. 14 2 at home. Kai second defeated Stanhope six by 37 16 zip. Colbo first defeated Rushworth last by 49 16 nil. And Park third by six shots over seven place Shiroa. In Division Five, Murchison moved to second, replacing Tally, when they defeated Shep Golf last by 76 16 zip. Shep Golf, however, played two players short, which is difficult, which is a difficult assignment against anyone. The week before they were three players short. Tally third defeated topside Maripna Golf by seven, 14-4, which is a great victory for Tally. And Tad Hilltop defeated VRI, Seymour VRI by 10-14-4. East fourth lost to sixth place Merrigan at home in an upset. Division four, Kai fourth by 36 over Tad top who was seventh. Uh, 17 points to one. Park fourth at home, defeated topside VRI. A huge by 10 win. shots, a big win. Yep. 15-3. Ngambi second by a massive 66 shots, 18-zip over Dookie, who are last. And Yarrow fifth by 13 over Seymour, who were third. Another upset. In division three... East last lost to Park second by 19.414. Tally third lost to Seymour top by 21 in a good performance.
1: Yeah, and very meritorious given they've got a shot difference of 500 and something.
2: Yeah, no, with a, a good effort. Uh, Shep Golf fifth defeated Stanhope seventh by seven shots, 14.4 and Avonall sixth kept its faint final hopes alive by defeating Marupna, who were fourth by three, by three shots in a very tight game, 14-4 at home. In Division 2, Rushworth, sixth, extended East, second, all the way at home to go down by six in the tight one. David Downs' rink was down 20-6 at Smoko and got up to win 25-24. Kevin Cox's rink by 21 was crucial in the victory. Kai Pinch third spot from Park, defeating them by one shot. Away,
1: yeah, that was a massive result. Um, Park had a big lead at the break. Vince Page, I think, led twenty-three-one um, and ended up winning thirty to seventeen or something. He only picked up seven shots after the break, and and Kai won the, on the other three rinks. So that was um, a, a pretty disappointing loss for Park. And Kai's obviously boosted their finals hopes.
2: Yeah, well, they get, only get one point and you get beaten by one shot. I one mean, rink two points, get. one yeah. Rink, yeah. Park now four feet one points with Marupna. Vince Page's rink I've got here one by thirteen, nearly got them across the line. Yeah, I was just uh, reiterating that there. Shep golf, Shep uh Golf top, 124 double Marupna Golf score of 62, 18 zip away. Marupna Golf slipped to sixth, Marupna fifth by eight over last place to Tura Hilltop away 16-2. In Division 1, in the match at the round, the two top sides met at Shepparton Golf and the mean machine, Shep Golf, continued their dominance over Tally, winning by 13 shots, 16-2. Brad Orr's rink was dominant against Mark Ryans and Brett Foley's rink likewise against Mitch Sidebottom.
1: Rink. I I I think I said on last week's show that the inclusion of Brett Foley could be the X factor in this game, and from all reports, he he was the massive difference in that rink, just with his ability to convert the heads and um, a massive psychological blow, I think, for for golf on Tally because Tally would have really fancied their chances going into this one given they had a couple of outs the last time they played before Christmas Tyler so I think um, you know golf will be really happy with where they're at going into the finals knowing that you know they've got a they've landed a bit of a psychological blow yeah
0: for sure um, tally ended up with a couple of outs in the end so there's there's still that that feeling that we haven't seen the best of tally against golf mm. um, and not just uh, in terms of you know the 16 on the green that tally will, back whatever 16 they put out on the green to, to win the game but in terms of the the optimal combinations that we might see or mm. um, the the ability for um, tally groupner to maybe shuffle a few magnets it hasn't really been there because they haven't had that consistent 16 for, for any real time this season so um, you know to p- still be you know not too far away in terms of shot difference in the end isn't isn't that bad, but, um, you know, it's it's one that, again, they'll try and take some, take some lessons from it. They'll try and, you know, maybe s- see a couple more openings where they might be able to push some advantages uh, come finals time because, you know, we're expecting them to play each other two more times this season.
1: Well, yeah, and they haven't sort of uh, the last couple of weeks, I guess, had to deal with... I guess you call it a selection headache. To me, they've got five skippers that go into four spots with Krapper, Liam Crapper, David Dawes, Mitch Sidebottom, Mark Ryan and Matt Robertson. The last couple of weeks, you know, either Robertson or Ryan have been out. So what they do when those guys are all available in the same spot together will be interesting. The other interesting thing from golf is Chris Ferguson's rink had a big loss against Liam Crapper. And so he sort of went from chocolates to boiled lollies in the space of a week. He had a massive win the week before against Shep Park's Peter Matthews. But whether Shep Golf looks at making a change there, given um, how poorly that rink performed against the second-best side in the competition, remains to be
2: seen as well. Yeah, I was talking to Johnny Stokes at uh, Stanhope at the men's triples and the ladies' triple finals, and he said they just didn't give Chris support. They didn't have bowls in the head, and yep. the opposition took full advantage of that. Yeah. and. Um, they just got on a roll, and that can happen in bowls.
1: And, and it doesn't matter whether you're playing in the best side or the comp, you know, one that's won six flags in a row or one that's f- struggling to avoid relegation. If the skipper doesn't have bowls in the head, that that's the margin, and that's that's
0: what you'll cop. Yeah, you've yeah. only got to miss a couple of times throughout twenty five ends for it to uh, really get out of hand.
1: Yeah,
2: certainly do. Uh, so we'll have to await the finals to see the meet again. Stan defeated Yaroa and relegated him to the bottom of the ladder by seven shots. 16-2. Stan two new skips, Jamie Stokes and Ben Fletcher, recorded their first rink wins over Ken Sutcliffe's and Mark Stevens' rinks. So congratulations to both Jamie and Ben. Uh, young bowlers. Um, I don't know how old Jamie is. She'd only be early 20s. Yeah
1: it's great that they're giving them an opportunity. Really really Sonny, okay. promising
2: that they
0: stuck with them and obviously yeah, really like you, said, you know Tyler. really promising that they've gotten those wins under the belt but in essence it's not about whether they you know lose every game for the for the rest of the season they they really need to stick with them in those positions give them you know a month to to really carve out what they could be as as a skip and um you know if it works it works if it doesn't you can try something new next year but uh, I certainly don't think they'd be Moving from those two positions now, and um, it would have been a really confidence boosting win overall. With, you know, you're obviously having a few weapons uh, still in the uh, in the tank. Absolutely, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. It was good for bowls. East on the indoor green trail by only four shots at Smoko against Kai Abram, but fell away to finish with Schilling and Haasles rinks two to four against the Gribbles uh, against Popper and Johnny, while Reiner and Beatty salvage something for the Eagles who will have to win three out of four to have any chance of making the playoffs. Kai finishing up 14 points to four.
1: Yeah, look, uh, East has sort of fallen away a couple of times in home games this year, as, you know, Shep Park has as well, and um, they would have been pretty disappointed to sort of put themselves in a position which, you know, could have been a really season-defining win. You know, they had one against Tally in the first round after Christmas and looked like they were starting to build some momentum, so they might view it as an opportunity loss. But I I get the sense that the last-round game between... Park and East might nearly decide fourth spot or it's going to have a big bearing on ladder positions anyway. So, um, yeah, hopefully it's uh, interesting up until that final round.
2: Yeah, look, I concur with that. I think that could be the the game, the biggest game of the season for both clubs. Park away to Tad Hilltop, won by 16 shots due to an outstanding win by Paul Rabbit Warren's rink by 28. Brendan Boyd and Peter LaServe's rink saluted for Tad Hilltop and your rink Ash um, with um, PK Nichols as a skip and you as third were successful in uh, their rink win in the overall 14-4 result. Uh Park has swapped places with Tad Hilltop now and are back in the four.
1: Yeah, look, um, it was probably season-defining for Shep Park. I think if we'd lost that one, we would have been fighting an uphill battle to make the four. And um, obviously, Paul Warren's rink set the tone for us. He was the first to finish and, um, you know, had a really strong lead all day against Justin Spinning, you, you never really expect a rink to win by 28, particularly in Division 1. But when it does happen, you, you really have to make sure that the other three rinks um, do their job to make sure that it's um, you know not, not a deficit you give up And, um, you know, Dennis Smythe bowled really well in his rink, lost by seven, it says on the scorecard, but would have probably saved 15-plus shots against Peter Lassure, and that was really crucial in the overall. And, um, yeah, Paul Nichols bowled exceptionally well against David Cartwright um, in an eight-shot win.
0: And and that's something that's that's really important tactically as well, because it it should – well, it it does, but it should change the way the other three rinks play, especially when you've got a a rink winning by so much – and and finishing before everyone else, that, you know, in those situations where you've got the opportunity to save, you know, draw second or third and and cut down numbers, you're not going to... you know the, the skippers aren't going to attack that head um, as much as uh, they would if it, you know it was level across the board or if you were chasing um, a, a big opposition rink lead Yes, and, and um, conversely you know you you're not of, you're not always looking for those you know trails for three or four or adding mm. those sort of bigger numbers you, you, you know you're just drawing second drawing third every end as a skip and it does make your job a lot easier but it can be something that um, some skips struggle with especially in some of the lower divisions yeah particularly too
1: like I think um, you know Dennis's rink is really really struggled throughout the year. Like, they've only won twice for the season and it would have been easy for him to sort of think, oh, I've got to chase shots here because I want to win my rink overall. But I think he did a really good job of looking across the overall boards, particularly after the Warren rink had finished and he knew, okay, well, we're already plus 28 on that one rink. So we've just got to look at the other three and make sure that it's, you know, at least... T- minus 27 at the worst. Um, and, you know, certainly there were several ends there where Dennis likes to usually attack the head, but he played the percentages and was able to cut back shots. And our rink sort of we, – we had a big lead and um, they uh, Cartwright's rink got within three and we were able to just chip away with a shot at a time, knowing that, you know, um, we had a, a big lead on another rink. So it's certainly situational bowls, pl- comes into it a lot more.
2: And uh – Before we get on and preview the weekend pennant round 11 and uh, midweek round 12, I said earlier that I attended the uh, triples finals down at Stanhope, and the ladies' section was um, nothing but a fiasco Mm -hmm. um, because the powers that be decided there were three teams left and it's supposed to be knockout. It was played sectional. Mm Mm-hmm. One team turned up two hours late and they were allowed to play. And the eventual winners were Olivia Cartwright's team who waited two hours Mm -hmm. for the um, Kai Abram team to turn up. Apparently it was a miscommunication with the starting time. It normally starts at 9.30, so I don't know why they were conveyed at 11 o'clock. That's the time Shep Park turned up because they had to bye in in the first match. But how in the hell uh, it was deemed to be sectional from um, whoever organised it uh, is beyond me. So you couldn't have a final.
1: No, because it was round robin, basically round
2: robin. Mm. And um, I know the Shepp Park girls weren't impressed. They the way it worked out, they should have played um, the
1: winner of the first game.
2: Yeah, which would have been Jenny Dixon who beat Olivia Card, right? Yep. And Olivia Cartwright, um, prior to that, had. Uh, yeah, Jenny Dixon beat Olivia Cartwright after they waited. But then Olivia went on and beat the Shep Park and girls yep. comfortably. And then the Park team beat Jenny Dixon. That's right. And so and it would
1: come down to shot difference or percentage. And Olivia
2: Cartwright got up. It, they had to win by 16 shots or something. Park to get Kyabram the win. So they all finished with one match each. Yeah. But it should never have got to that stage. And, look, I'm not blaming anyone directly, but um, it it shouldn't happen. I mean... No, well,
1: I I didn't think that... um, it could be sectional to decide it like it was sectional to decide the section winners and then knock out from there but I didn't think that that was allowed
2: yeah well I've never heard of it happening before No. just because it uh, someone's deemed that uh, the the one side was going to get a, a buy and mm. the fairest way was applied as sectional but it's just not on it's yeah. not not in the rules of uh of bowls Australia or bowls the uh, no, bowls in Victoria
1: and I, and I think sort of where it becomes difficult is when you only have a certain amount of entries that ha- and then you've got an odd number of sections so someone someone gets a buy but that's the way it goes but um yeah for all three teams in the knockout to win a game each and it'd be decided by shot difference seems a bit um, of an anomaly to me
2: well you know the old saying um, karma comes around well Olivia and them, Olivia and Naomi Cartwright... And died down. He waited for two hours, and they to play the Kai team. I'm not. I'm not knocking Jenny Dixon and the side, Marie Boswood and, and Mar- Maria Greco, Mary Greco, but I think. And then to win it, they should have played Shep Park, who in the once they defeated Kai. Mm. No, I'm wrong, Kai defeated them. Yeah. But Kai should have had the forfeit, and they would have played Shep Park. In the final, yeah, and they no doubt would have won the match. They feed them by fourteen when they played them, mm. and that would have been it.
1: Mm. Yeah, it seems seem, seems a bit of a, a bit of a mess, but um, anyway, congratulations to the the hilltop trio: uh, Naomi Cartwright, Olivia Cartwright, and Di Downey. And who won the men's?
2: And in the men's, we had the uh, Wayne Gribble, Johnny Gribble, and Brett Reiner. They played uh, tally. Yeah, they played telly in the first game. Brett Wright was lead, second was Mark Ryan and skipper was David Dawes. They defeated they defeated the Gribbles in one semi. Yep. And the other semi Paul Warren, Paul Beecroft and Shane Walsh. Shane Walsh. They uh they they, oh, they made the final, sorry. They defeated Johnny um Mortimer. Yep. Uh, Charlie Pellegrino and Greg Williamson. And Greg Williamson. Yeah. Yep.
1: So the tally tally team ended up winning at the end of the day. Brett twenty four
2: nine. The final.
1: Yeah. Brett Wright, David Dawes, and Mark Ryan. So cor- congratulations.
2: Yeah, to Yeah, they those had two teams. ends of play. They were just dominant. Um, you know, Mark Ryan played exceptionally well, and uh, Dawes he only had to mop up on a lot of occasions.
1: <laughs> it's handy when it's handy when that's the case. Um, we'll get into the midweek preview for round 12, February Tuesday, February 8th. Division 5, Seymour hosting Rushworth, Avenal hosting Violet Town, Dookie at home against Yaroa and Colburn has a bye. Division 4, South. Seymour VRI hosting Shep Park, which will be a tough road trip. Alexandra at home against Eildon. Yaroa travelling to play Seymour. Division Four North, uh, we have Shepparton Park at home against Namurka, the top side. Merriam travelling to Tatura Hilltop. Shepparton Golf versus Kyabram and Murchison against East Shepparton. Division Three, Brian, uh, Kyabram against Marupna Golf. Nagambi playing East Shepparton Two. Shepparton Park hosting your mob, Brian. East Shepparton One. Tatura Hilltop against Marupna. Division Two. We have Shepparton Park at home against Yaroa. Avonall after their big upset against Shepparton Park travelling to Detour Hilltop, Kyabram travelling to Shepparton Golf and Seymour versus Stanhope. And in Division 1, round 12, we as as we touched on before a couple of blockbuster games that will shape the top 4. Kyabram hosting Marupna Golf, Seymour hosting the top side Shepparton Golf. Be interesting to see what surface they go on to give themselves the best chance of victory. Shepparton Park hosting East Shepparton. Park looking to cement their spot in the four. East Shepparton still looking to sneak in there, continue their second half resurgence. And Tatura Hilltop are playing Rushworth. So that is midweek pennant for round 12. Brian, on to the weekend. Next one. Yeah,
2: preview weekend pennant round 11, 5th of February. Division 6 South, I'm going for Alex 1 who are second to defeat Abaddon on the last. Seymour, fifth to defeat Alex two, who are sixth. And Eildon, two, who are fourth in the ladder, will go down to Yay who are third. Eildon, one, have the bye. Division six north, the top two sides, Colbo first. Kai, second clash at Colbo. Colbo to win in a tight one. Stanhope, sixth to defeat East at home. Dookie 6th, four points outside the four to defeat Euroa 7th. And Park 3rd to defeat Rushworth away. Division 5, VRI, that's Seymour VRI, 7th to lose to tally 3rd. Marupna Golf 1st to defeat Shep Golf last. East 4th to lose to Murchison 2nd. Tad top 5th to lose to Merrigan 6th. Division 4, Nagambi 2nd to defeat Park 6th. Tad top 7th. Will go down to VRI who are top, Kai fourth to defeat Yaroa fifth, and Dookie last will go down to Seymour who are third. In Division three, Seymour top to defeat East last, Seymour average win 54 shots this year. <laughs> uh, Sheppard and Gulf fifth to lose to Tally third, Park second to defeat Abenal sixth, and Stanhope seventh to lose to Maripna fourth. In Division two, Maripna Gulf seventh. We'll go down to Park third. rushy six. will lose to Kyabram fourth. East second to defeat Tad Hilltop last. And Shep Golf top to defeat Marupna fifth. On the division one. East sixth to defeat Stan Ape, the seventh. Your thing on that? Yeah, opinion? well, m- must win for East yeah, and
1: if they're if they're to maintain their finals hopes. Um, you know, where is this at East or at Stano? It's at East. Yeah, look, uh, certainly give them the edge at home. Um, you know, Stano will have a lot of confidence after their win against Euroa this week, but I think East has got too much to play for, 16 2. It'll be on the
2: indoor too, I reckon, no problem. Yeah, East for one. Uh, okay, Euroa 8th. Right. We'll play Shep goal first. I can't see Euroa. I don't think Euroa will get a rink against. Golf, even though it's at your rower.
1: Yeah, look, and I think um, you know Chris Ferguson's rink will have a point to prove after last week, and I think they'll lead the way in a in
2: a clean sweep. Yep, I agree. Tally second, play to Tatura Hilltop. I reckon it's a bit of a danger game for Tally. They'll be eager to come back and bounce back. I suppose Rob Owen, no doubt um, Scott Adams. Scott Adams will be back in, but oh, I think Tally will get home. But I reckon it could be fourteen four.
1: Yeah, look, I tend to agree. Um, I think they would have got themselves up fairly big for last week's game against Shep Golf and obviously having the letdown that they did, um, you know, I don't expect them to come out and wipe Tatura Hilltop off the off the rink, but, um, you know, they, they're they still eyeing off second spot and they need to win this game to, to sort of give themselves every chance. So I think they'll just do enough against Tad Hilltop.
0: Yeah, oh. it's going to be tight, uh, but uh, yeah, I think Tully, they'll get the job done.
2: Kai third. I'm going at home. I think will defeat Park in probably could be to match it around. no doubt.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's a pretty big another big um, game for Shep Park. You know, potentially if results fall our way, if we can get the job done against Kybram and Tally can beat Tatura Hilltop, it'll just give us a little bit more of a buffer in that fourth spot. Um, But, you know, we'll have our work cut out going over there. Kai Abram's been, you know, pretty consistent most of the season. And, you know, Glenn Fields' rink is up there in the skip of the year. Um, Calculations, uh, you know, Robbie George is back in. Uh, We didn't come up against him before Christmas. So, you know, we'll have plenty of work to do. I'm confident if we play similar to last week against Tad Hilltop, um, we can do enough to get over the line. I think,
0: uh, <clears throat> I think it's just the Bombers for me. I think they're starting to warm back up again after a little bit of a flat spot. So, um, yeah, they'll uh, get the job done.
2: 14-4. And I just got a commercial for East Shepherd, didn't he? Got a Bill Tires Memorial Two Bowl Triples, Twilight Tournament, an on aboard event, Sunday 13th of February, starting at 3 o'clock, four games at 10 ends, evening meal after second game, $1,000 prize money, contact Ivan Hall, Kevin Cox and Noel O'Brien. But on the same day, I believe the um, the Kai got their honour board fours. Yes. And the state fours. Yep. And the Fred Brooks Memorial Italian. is on a tally all on the one day. It's it's unbelievable how, how this was scheduled. Mm. I think one of these tournaments will go by the wayside.
1: Yeah, look, um, it's obviously a busy time of year with the, the GV events and clubs wanting to hold their various tournaments that have good prize money and sponsors. So... It's a jam packed calendar. Um, you know, good luck if you're playing in any one of those things, and hopefully, um, no one misses out
2: on a game. Well, <laughs> I think we'll need most bowlers who played Saturday to make themselves available to play in these tournaments. It's a shame if you if you got to cancel one and reschedule it, but that's the way it is. Exactly.
0: Thank you very much, listeners, for uh, joining After The Jack for another episode. Ash and Brian, thank you as well. Thanks for having us. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yeah,
2: thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Ash. See you all next week.
0: That was After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.